right. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in once again to the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. This is Chris Kane. I have my girl Morgan on the pod today. What's up, Morgan? Hi, how are you? I'm doing very well. Everyone at home is happy to see you or hear you, depending on how they're consuming this. So first question as everyone is, how are you getting through the quarantine and the shutdown? Like, how is this affecting your life? Um, so uh, this is like day, I don't, I don't even want to know. It's, it's like 75. <laughs> I don't know. I've like oh. lost. And so at first, you know, I try, I, I really, and well, and still, I'm trying to really keep a routine. I think that's really important. So I'm still right. training over FaceTime and, uh, Zoom. So nice. I like, usually my first client still at five thirty in the morning. He's not oh. Yeah. The quarantine did not let me sleep in very much, but, um, but it's good because then I still, I get up, I feel like making your bed is super important because then you're less likely to get back in it. I mean, I have my (laughs) days where I just want to like binge watch something, but for the most part, I'm really good about getting up, training when I have a break, working out. Um, I've gotten really into TikTok because. Oh boy. (laughs) No. Oh boy. Um, yeah. Well, another TikTok I, victim. Another one. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it kind of happened by accident because I had my account on Instagram hacked into, and this was like the first couple of weeks of quarantine where I felt like this is my only source of like communication, <laughs> like to find out what's going on with people. And, um, I was kind of depressed about it and I didn't know when I was getting it back and my friend said you should go on TikTok I'm like absolutely not and I got really bored one day and I was like okay let's see what this is about and I felt really old took me like a lot of YouTubing to figure out how it works (laughs) four days later I don't get it (laughs) (laughs) that's me I had to call my best friend's daughter who's uh 12 Wow. And I'm like, okay, how do you do this? And she's like, <sighs> like getting so frustrated. Like I have to teach this 33-year-old. How do you take Listen, grandma. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. And she's like giving me all this advice. And so I like anytime I need to figure something out, I call her. I'm like, she's like, you stuck on TikTok again? Yes, I am. I need your help. Because <laughs> now I'm like really into it. The fact that you have a 12 year old as your go to connect for technology is hilarious and sad. It's like, hey, what are you doing? Are you doing, um, you doing time tables? Can you just help me real quick <laughs> without a login? It's like, I have division homework. Okay, get off my back, lady. I call my, yeah, I call my best friend the other day. I'm like, is Danielle around? I gotta, and she's like, she's in school. And I'm like, but isn't it like at home? Can you like, pause it for a second I really need her to answer this question she's, she's learning American history and you're asking her about how to get more follows on TikTok <laughs> what's a great time to post and what should I hashtag no I'm it's a- been fun though it's been a good uh way to kill time because it also makes me laugh which as you know laughing is really important and I'm used to going to friends like like you and I have a, a lot of other friends that are in comedy and so I'm used to going to a lot of stand-up and not having that right now and just being around people and laughing I'm usually around people all day long and laughing and having a good time and and now I live by myself and so I'm I'm here by myself all day every day and it gets kind of like 
lonely sometimes, even though I'm FaceTiming clients, I'm FaceTiming with friends and family, but still it's, it's not the same. And uh, I find that like TikTok doing them because they're, they're so dumb sometimes that it just makes sometimes. me laugh at myself. <laughs> well, most of the time <laughs> it makes me laugh at myself and, and it is just fun to do. And then before you know it, I'm like, Oh, the day's over. Okay, cool. So that's been a good <laughs> way to pass time. Listen, I'm definitely judging you. I want you to know that. Like, <laughs> I'm judging you on a hard level right now. And this is what I realized watching TikTok. I don't do TikTok. I don't even have, is it an app? I don't even know. I'm older, like in spirit than you are, I think. I don't even know. Like if I wanted to get it, I don't even know how to go about getting it. But what I've seen on TikTok is so many people are really bad at dancing. But TikTok has let them be comfortable with being bad at dancing. They're perfectly yeah. fine being horrible at these dance challenges. Like, oh, I can't move my arms and legs symmetrically. And I'm like, you, why is this on the internet? Like, why should not know you're bad at dancing? That should be something you find out at a wedding or when you get real drunk. It shouldn't be two in the afternoon on a Tuesday, but. It's true. I know, I know. It's ridiculous. But they're having fun. They're having fun. Like, you have to create your own fun right now. We can't, like, go to a movie. We can't go to a comedy show. Like, we have to entertain ourselves. And TikTok is entertaining, whether it's good or bad. Or <laughs> it's still entertaining. I don't know. Listen, it sounds like by the time you're done with this, you're going to have a whole crew of mean girls who are 12 years old with, like, trying to dress like you. Who's <laughs> like, hey, is this how you put mascara on? You're like, all right, you give me TikTok advice. I'll give you makeup advice. <laughs> you guys can just trading tips back and forth. <laughs> Exactly. exactly. It's awesome. A little jealous you got 12-year-old connects. Like, I don't <laughs> – all my connects are old men who tell me don't get married. So that's not uh... – <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> well, they're finding out during the quarantine, like, they're around their wife way more than normal. And it's just like, look, I love my wife. Best decision ever made, dot, 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 don't get married. <laughs> it's kind of how the conversations <laughs> go. So that's like a mixed bag, though. It's like best yeah. decision, love my wife, but <laughs> like if I could do it over again, no. I don't know. It's it's funny because I go on walks every day, mm -hmm. and when I pass by men, typically they're just on a business call, like right. nine out of ten times they're on a business call, and I always eavesdrop. And there's <laughs> – but women – nine out of ten times are on the phone with somebody complaining about their husbands or their boyfriends everybody yeah. that walks by they're like i just can't i'm just so over it i can't be around him anymore i need a break or like someone walked by the other day i'm just feeling very claustrophobic and <laughs> just being around him this much is just not good for our relationship and everyone that i pass by is talking shit on their spouse <laughs> it's funny. I, I get it though like you know this because we've talked like in real life, but I fundamentally don't think most people are compatible to be dating. Fundamentally, like pre-Rona, post-COVID, whatever, however you want to do it. I don't think most people are compatible to be dating. I think people find a way to be around people in short bursts of time. And they like put them in a little boxes like this is my work persona. This is my relationship self. And as long as those worlds don't like overlap too much, yeah. things are cool. The issue is like, if the wife shows up to the office unannounced, and he's like, well, what are you doing here? It's like, I bought you a casserole. Get out! Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Independent George. <laughs> like, it's like the world's collide. It's like the Seinfeld reference. And yeah. as long as they're separate, things are cool because you can compartmentalize friends and like conversations and that kind of thing. Now that yeah, you're yeah. just 
Now that you're just around the person and it's just, hey, did you see that TikTok? Yeah, I was watching it with you. It was like, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were, you were next to me again. Like, it's yeah. rough. I get that. I know. It'll be interesting. I feel like this time will either bring people closer together or there'll be a lot of divorces and breakups after this. Um, it'll be... It'll be interesting. Have you tried dating during this quarantine, like over FaceTime or anything? Or it's not really my get down. Um, so. <laughs> this is here's the thing. I, I've never even online dated before, even in regular life. So I've never, I don't, I've never been on any of those apps like Tinder or Bumble. I don't know how many there are. There are a lot. I know there exist. I've never been on any of them. Never made a profile. So to just pick it up now. I'm not good with technology in regular life when I can just consult with regular people. I don't want to start trying to be tech savvy and like put my profile. Like, I don't know what my angles are for the right profile picture. I don't know what to play in the <laughs> description about me. Not good at technology or dating. How about you? Question mark. <laughs> I'll be a bad candidate. So I haven't done that. I was um, attempting to talk to a multi multiple people. Because I'm single, so I can just do what I want, basically. And this has definitely slowed the process down, and it made some things that were maybe on the cusp of popping off definitely dissipate. Because it's like... Really? Well, because here's the thing. Like, if you're doing a text and, like, I don't know how you get down the text side of the game. I'm cold with the words. I can say some stuff and, like... I'm good on text, all right? <laughs> it's like to say something, throw a little emoji in there, say, oh, okay, you know... And that usually like leads to a meetup, right? Like, hey, uh, I miss you. Me too. Well, why don't we get dinner? All right, cool. But now there's no. There's but no you could second... do FaceTime dates. Like That's you can normal. both have dinner on. Okay, so I have been talking to, mm -hmm. you know, a couple people, and we. <laughs> 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 but I'm not. I don't do dating apps either. Like I don't do any of those. But just like randomly on. I don't know, Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Like someone will drop in, say hi, and we get to talking. And then that leads to like a FaceTime and you just start talking, get to know each other. And I prefer it. I prefer this over dating in person because for one, you don't have to like, if you don't like that person, you don't have to sit through a whole dinner or whatever. Like you just, and, and because it's, I don't know what it is about being over the phone and never meeting that person, knowing you'll probably never see that person uh, in person after this. It, there, the pressure is a lot. I don't know. It, there's no pressure in saying, you know what, this isn't working for me, but thanks. I don't want to waste our time. And then, and then if you like that person, you don't get physical too fast because you can't. And so you just get to know that person. And I feel like uh, it's just healthier. I don't know. I've, I've preferred this type of, of dating. That's, that's, <laughs> that sounds like some, you know what that is? That's, that's pretty girl privilege dating is what you just talked. That's what you just tapped into. <laughs> the idea is like, it's just what you, what you're, what you just described is dating <clears throat> is everything you want in dating, getting to know somebody, getting attention from somebody without sacrificing the body part of it. Like I don't have to give you anything of me but I get all of what I want from you and then I can discern whether or not I want to in four <laughs> to six weeks <laughs> give you the privilege of maybe possibly 
going on a real date with me. Like I get, I get why it's good for you. This is basically like you having 10 gay guy friends who all know about guy stuff. You can just consult with them all day. Like, none of those guys want to sleep with you. It's like, this is great. I get all the male attention I want, but I get to keep my clothes on. Like Exactly. This is, yeah, it makes sense. I, I understand where you're coming from. There is, mm-hmm. there is merit to what you said. I'm not like, I'm making jokes because I got to get these jokes off. But <laughs> there is merit to what you said on some level about... When they know somebody i think it makes if you were already talking to somebody in regular life and then you segued into this life i think mm-hmm. that's a more beautiful process because you've met them outside and then you and you do this part because the facetime like there's there's something you miss when you don't have the immediacy of somebody there with you that's why like mm-hmm. long distance relationships don't work well because you're not there hey baby right. how's your day so stressful oh man that's really, that really sucks i wish i was there for you but that is like that's the right energy like i wish i could be there to console you what have you but if you were just there just to hold her while she was having a rough day that's a hundred times more powerful than me telling you i wish you were there right so and at a certain point the longer that break between you guys being around each other is the bigger the divide becomes because you recap your day every day but at a certain point you said omitting details omitting details and then there's a lot of stuff you don't get and then you get in person it's like i didn't tell you that i was kind of depressed three weeks ago i was like no you told me that your girl at work was a bitch i was like okay (laughs) sorry that part slipped my mind and it just kind of festers and it becomes kind of a thing so yeah no that's true that's true i don't know i i yeah i think that it comes to a point where like i'm gonna have to obviously and i want i like i would want to if i like you i'm gonna want to meet up with you eventually but i think the first couple of times for example, there was someone who saw me on an Instagram live the other day and asked the person I went live for for my number. And so they checked with me, made sure it was okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. So we start talking. And first thing right off the bat, guy's like, all right, dude, so we might meet up and we might just be good buds. And I'm like, you're wanting to date me and you called me dude like first right off the bat and like we might be good dudes like he's already setting it up like I might we might not like each other or whatever I don't know if it's an insecurity of his but right off the bat I'm like yeah I don't uh, like that was a red flag for me and then he continues to talk and he's like well where do you live again oh that doesn't work for me I don't go anywhere near that area and I'm like that's the most LA thing I've ever heard in my life and pretty much yeah and uh like every and so it was nice because that like doing it this way because if I were to have just met him in person for lunch or dinner or whatever like i would have probably wanted to leave immediately mm-hmm. but been stuck and now i'm like oh i gotta go my mom's calling <laughs> bad internet <laughs> go, go. yeah <laughs> just like log out <laughs> yeah i don't know but then uh but then it's i don't know it's nice to me it's a nice change but you're right like it will only last so long where you need to like see each other in person and that's the scary thing um with this whole thing is i don't know when things are going to get back to normal or if they'll ever be that way again i for the first time since christmas saw my family i just got back today um from spending some time with my family i hadn't seen my niece she's two so i hadn't seen her since uh christmas and 
was missing them a lot and it was scary. It's still, it's scary. Like I just thought back, right. And my, my brother-in-law is a paramedic. So, and I stayed at their house. So it's like, you know, you can be as careful as possible, but it's like, it's not going to go away overnight. Even when everything opens back up, mm. coronavirus is still going to be here. Um, who knows when we're getting a vaccine, who knows if it's safe to even get that. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't, it, it's yeah. I, there's so much that's unknown about all of this that the reason I decided to go is because I'm like, okay, I'm getting lonely. I'm kind of getting depressed a little bit now being on my own for over 70 days, uh, missing my family. I'm just going to take the risk because it doesn't matter if it's now or six months from now, it's still going to be a risk. Um, so if my family, some of them are getting older, not very, you know, healthy. So it's like, who knows how long we all have here. Are we going to spend like those last, however long we have, like just being scared and being by ourselves. That's not living. That's not life. So when do we kind of get back to normal? And I don't know. So I took the risk. We'll see. (laughs) It's like roll the dice. (laughs) Like you're you're tapping into something that a lot of people are getting into now. This the I, the idea that we have to get to some level of normalcy at some point, right? I think mm-hmm. I think initially, and I don't. We'll see how far this conversation goes because like there's so much depth to it that we can like cut it, or we can just oh, like yeah. do a deep dive and be like, this all started in 1776 or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we but, can get uh, some real angry people after this if we dig oh, too deep into um, it. But. It's going to be a rough one, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> they'll be fine. But part of what the problem is, is that there's the money side of it, there's the public health side of it, and then there's the, there's the contrasting sides coming at each other's side, right? Like, usually what a tragedy does is it brings people together. Think of like 9-11, think of like you know, anything like the challenger blowing up, whatever, something like that, that happens that affects all of us. It typically brings us together. That's how we vibe. And then at a certain point we get divided again, like maybe a month, two months, whatever it happens. Like when Kobe died, right. That was like, even if you didn't like the Lakers or sports, people were calling people, Hey man, I haven't talked to you in like in a couple of weeks. I love you, man. Like if I don't see you, like it became a thing where you looked at it, like I cried and I'm not even the Laker fan or from LA. Like it was, but that brought people together for a second. Right, and right. now that happened in February. Now we're a few months removed and the people are already like, LeBron or Jordan, who's the GOAT? Like, we just got to, we got we to pass it. I think the issue is that there is capital in tragedy. And the people who know how to take advantage of it will always try to do that. Mm-hmm. And this is, a, this is both sides. It's not a political uh, conversation. It's just that there are people who know how to make money in crisis. There are people who know how to hype up hysteria in crisis. There are people who know the value of diffusing uh, anxiousness. Like, so there's people in all areas of this. And then stuck in the middle is regular people. That right. person who's like, hey, I'm 30 years old. Like, my family's in Florida. And I'm going to see them sooner than later. And I'm having the same thoughts where it's like, I'm healthy. I've been in contact with them. They're good. But what if three or four of us you know, our carriers and then I'm on a plane and, you know, the planes are, I'm sure, triple sanitized at this point, but it's still a plane. You're still up in the air, the altitude, who knows what altitude does to your like lung capacity and all that kind of stuff. Right. Is it safe to do this? And then is it, cause I have nieces and nephews too. And I want to see them and I have siblings and all that kind of stuff. 
and it's the risk of do I want to do this but how long do I wait to be quote unquote safe because safe is what I don't know vaccines aren't 100% effective and even if we get one it won't be to realistically next year so how do you make it work like people make a risk every day and Mm-hmm. you got to decide how risky you want to be, but it's not just your risk. It's everyone else's risk. Like you can drive without a seatbelt and kill yourself, but if everybody had no seatbelt, then you, know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. so you can do what, do what you want, bro. I don't need a mask. That's cool. Don't come into the grocery store around me. <laughs> it's like, keep that, right. keep right. that on your side. I if you know. want to roll, roll no. the dice on your own end. So I know it's um, yeah. And this thing is, is like, you know, With the vaccine, I've heard, you know, I've talked to a couple of different doctors that I know, um, and it's kind of a mixed bag. Like, some are for it, some are completely against it, say it's the worst thing you could put in your body. Um, I've talked to some people that are in pretty powerful situations, just clients or people I know that are in that billionaire club and, like, asking them what's going on. And well, not that I have any of that, but I, I like ask them because I know they know people, right? They know, they know people. And so I'm like, what's going on? And like, some of them have like these views that kind of, you know, seem far-fetched, but at the same time, like coming from people that I, that I trust and I look up to that are successful, I'm, you know, successful and, and know some pretty powerful people i'm i'm looking at it going oh my god like they're they're kind of going into um like some some like opinions on what's going on that Mm -hmm. maybe this was planned maybe you know that this uh all is happening on purpose and then it makes you think like do i trust to get the vaccine they're saying do not get it they're talking about eventually people chipping us and all this and and it it is scary because even though it seems a little far-fetched it could a hundred percent be true um so i try to take you know all this info that's given to me and kind of process it and it's kind of uh scary because you don't really know like what to believe so when it comes to getting a vaccine would you feel safe getting it or would you like have more anxiety about that um it's kind of like the flu shot like i the one year i got the flu shot i got the flu never got it again never got the flu again so it's uh you know it only would protect you against one strand of coronavirus from what i've been told and there's like 200 strands so at what point do you go and live your life again and just say you know what you could die a million different ways like the only scary thing or the big scary thing is like when I think about giving it to my family, if I'm a carrier and I don't show symptoms and I give it to someone that I love, like that's like the the risk. So like when I went to see my family, when I went to see my grandma, I wore a mask. I asked her if she was comfortable hugging, you know, like we sat outside, we were in like opposite sides of the patio on chairs, (laughs) like, grandma, grandma, grandma. Yeah, but But it, so at least we got to see each other and interact, but it's like how, like Christmas, like what's, what's the holidays going to be like, you know, it's awkward. I got you a mask (laughs) for me. (laughs) (laughs) They're like sliding over across the floor. Here's your gift. I wanted a bicycle. I got you a mask. I'm like, that's not what I asked for. (laughs) Spraying your gift down with sanitizer before you open it. Industrial Um, pack of Lysol. (laughs) 
yeah, it's it's scary. I don't know. It's yeah, I guess you just have to like take the info that you're given and then use your best judgment and go from there. But I kinda like over it. That's why I went to my family. So I'm just over sitting here feeling like I'm wasting valuable time in my life like not being around anyone just sitting here scared like we're all just sitting here kind of scared and we're wasting our lives and that bothers me it's just starting to bother me <laughs> i think there's a lot of elements to what you said i'm going to like go back a little bit and unpack some of it not even unpack that's the wrong word I'm just going to comment on it i i don't think microchipping people is beyond reproach at all they've already started like microchipping dogs and stuff it's, we have the technology. It's not hard to find. And this is what I've learned from watching the world. Like I'm, a, I'm an observer because comedians, that's kind of how we see the world. We see things and we try to like take new perspectives on whatever. Mm -hmm. I've seen people completely sacrifice rights for the sake of fear or convenience, right? There are people picketing now saying, you're infringing on my right to be free by keeping me in the house. And those same people were cool giving up their rights for the Patriot Act to prevent some future terrorist type situation, mm -hmm. right? You can go through my emails, go through my phone records. It's all cool as long as we can catch terrorists. I'm like, that's freedom. But also me staying in my house, you're infringing on my freedom, right? It's like in their mind, those are two drastically different things. But the dividing line is that it's both a freedom, right? Mm -hmm. And if you tell people, even at the airport, right, they have multiple like preset lines and they have the clear line or whatever. There's, we're not far from a line where if you're chipped, you can bypass everybody. You just walk right. in, they scan your wrist or whatever. So you have a barcode on your wrist, something, boop. All right, they see your vitals. Okay, you haven't been sick in the last two years. You're good to go. And you can avoid that 30 minute check-in. And there are people who will say, I hate waiting in line so much that I'll mm -hmm. sacrifice them being able to track me. They will do it for convenience. It's the reason why our gift shop at Equinox is as good as it is. Like the things in there are very much overpriced and shout out to the shop. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the idea of it is I can buy these clothes online cheaper. Many other stores, Lulu, Athleto, you got on the list, but I got to leave the gym to go to those places. I'd rather spend a 15% markup and just buy it in one place. And they just rationalize it and just, right. just go with it. So yeah i think people will definitely sacrifice rights and freedoms i think people will say if you can like give me a chip and that allows me to fly like think about it at some point if you want to travel internationally they would have to have some kind of regulating factor because we could be pulling diseases from one country to the next so the idea that for you to travel internationally you need a passport and you need some kind of immunization card type thing it makes sense in the sense that we don't want to have diseases travel worldwide if disease starts in China and you want to travel to China it's like well you know I, I can see the new world order type thing and that's not even some conspiracy thing it's like as a logically thinking person if you just say all right everybody go back to your life let's say July 1st all states are fully open no restrictions no vaccine everybody go live your life like that doesn't make sense <laughs> given where we've been for the last four months to just be like that's almost and this is this is a hot topic. That's almost the equivalent to like the emancipation of slaves. And then the next day afterwards being like, go, go live your life with no education, no money, no direction. Hey, you've been right. a slave your whole life. Hey, you're free. Go, go figure it out. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean go figure it out? Like that's, that doesn't make yeah. any sense. There has to be a pathway forward and it's gonna be hard to agree on one, I think. Right. And that's why I don't understand about what we're doing right now with like the whole lockdown and get, I get it, but we're not going to get a vaccine until next year. And like I said, who knows, who knows if it's safe to get it. But if we're all willing to get the vaccine and then everything's great, um, then are we going to be locked down until then? It doesn't sound like it. So what is the, like people are already opening up back at home. When I went to see my family, I went in to get coffee. I'm sitting here like, gloves and a mask I walk in and no one none of the workers are wearing a mask none of the um the customers are wearing a mask and I'm like oh that made me feel uncomfortable but then they were like well we don't Riverside County doesn't have to wear masks anymore uh it's an option and I'm like oh but nothing has changed so why did we go through all of this so far and then have really like nothing has changed but yet we're getting more relaxed on the rules. Um, at the same time, I'm like, yeah, we got to get back to some normalcy at some point. But how? Like, how do we? How do we go about doing that? It's right. um, it's all very sketchy. I don't know. I don't know. And like with gyms and stuff, like when they do open back up, I know I'm gonna take a while. I'm not gonna be the guinea pig that goes back to a gym right away. I think it's a scary place to be and like for people you know like you that that work in them I don't know like do you feel safe when they say all right we're going back to work and nothing has really changed but they've decided to open gyms back up are you going to feel comfortable being there all day every day it's going to be um, a situation this is what this is what I believe to be true and this is kind of a whatever take you can take it how you leave we've been doing hot takes this whole time so why stop now <laughs> push it to the limit <laughs> I think, and this is actually somewhat of what the Joker said in The Dark Knight. I think people, we have this idea in the media because of how we talk about death that people are like, woohoo about death. People are woo about death when they don't expect it and when it doesn't seem warranted. So like if you heard like a 12-year-old died from the flu, that would be devastating. But if you heard of an 85-year-old died, it wouldn't hit you as hard because they lived for 85 years and the flu is an immune disease. I was like, all right, cool. I get it. Like whatever the reason this hit people initially because it was like anybody can you can have it and not know you had it. anybody can die and what the conversation has slowly started trickling down to is well it's mostly old people who have it and they've already kind of lived their life and they're holding up the rest of the country so it's like if a few old people got this is not just conjecture there's many documented statements of if some old people have to die for our country to be saved that's kind of sacrifice that's kind of what they're here for that's what the people who fought in world war ii the old vet type people the people who fought in vietnam and korea yeah that's i don't want my great grandfather my grandfather to pass away however if 10 companies go out of business like what's the like utilitarian part of this and i think the more it's trickling down towards less younger people are dying less obviously i haven't there's there's a kid disease thing going on but whatever but it seems like it's older people who have compromised immune systems dying. I think people are going to just start saying, look, if you have old people in your life, don't spend that much time with them. Try to avoid them. The rest of us, we're going to ride this out. And if we lose some older people, a couple 40 year olds here and there, that sucks. But life goes on. I think people are almost like, we know death is going to happen now. 
And instead of being like, oh, man, I could be a carrier and I could die, it's like, I'm probably not going to die. But somebody else might, and that sucks for them. And so the more comfortable we get with people dying who, are, who aren't us and our like, immediate family, I think the more free-flowing people will be where it's like, I don't need gloves and masks. I'm around 25-year-olds all day. I'm a school teacher in middle school. Everyone I'm around is 12, 13, 14. They're not even candidates for this. So why would I feel unsure of it? And I think it's going to look more normal sooner than it actually is normal is what I think okay. is going to happen. Okay. I guess it has to, I mean, at the end of the day, like you said, like we have to get back to some normalcy. So I feel like that is bound to happen. They can't, I mean, all that they're saying that half of the small businesses are not going to make it through this, no. which is really sad. So on one hand, it's like, okay, it sucks that people are going to die. And it, and it's, yeah, it's horrible. At the same time, I see what you mean. Like people need to get back to, to work in some sort of normalcy and just kind of accept that because we have to live. We have to like keep going. So I see both sides. It, it just is like a horrible time that I never thought I would live through. You just don't think of stuff like this happening. Shutting they made down the plenty of world. movies. <laughs> they made plenty of movies about it. It's like that somebody thought of it because Hollywood has been putting these movies out for the last <laughs> 12 years. They know what they've been doing. This uh, is the big one. I'm like, oh, sh another one. <laughs> I know. Another it's, big one? Like, it feels like a movie. And talking about the whole chipping thing, like there was that movie where who was in it? And they, they just like see their time, their life. Like, okay, I have like this many hours left of my life. I'm like, oh my God. Like, now they're talking about really chipping us. Like, that's crazy. It's crazy it, to me. I don't but. know if it is. I don't think it is. Like, that's a, it sounds, listen, we have commercials where we have AI robots sitting on a couches next to three regular people talking about what pizza they want. And we're like, oh, that's cool. That robot likes pepperoni. I'm like, nah, son. <laughs> like, but I go just, that's not normal. That is a artificial intelligent machine being like, I want pepperoni. I'm like, nah. Get off the couch and go vacuum this carpet. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing this. And we've been slowly moving towards the normalization of that. Like yeah. part, I think on some level, and this is maybe this is antiquated. Maybe I'm just an old man in a younger person's body. I think on some level, the online dating thing is like, it's kind of opened a gateway for that. That's that's how I saw it when it started. I don't know. It's probably probably 25 years ago, but 10 years ago in my life because I was you know, in college and trying to figure everything out. I remember people being like, oh man, I'm gonna do this, whatever, whatever. And I was just like, there's a, there's a process to meeting people and connecting with people and like all that. And I just didn't like the fact that that was being usurped for here's my best five pictures. Here's a right. very incomplete description of who I am. I don't mention any of my crazy traits, no mention of my exes. And this is just like my best, this is my best self. And people are like, well, I like her best self. I like his best self. He's tall with a dog. That's cool. It just, it seemed like a recipe for disaster. And what that's led to 10 years later is kids who can't connect to each other. People right. It's very superficial. It's very superficial. And I've seen with like friends, kids, uh, how it's, uh, it's affected them socially, like you said, because behind a screen, you're able to sit there and think about what you want to respond and delete mm -hmm. it a million times and rewrite until you're happy with it. But in person, I think kids are 
not very confident in what they have to say, so they mm -hmm. don't talk. And so I had a while back a friend whose son started dating, and he goes on his first date, and he said he was super excited about it, and he comes back, and he's like, she didn't talk at all. Like, it's so weird. And then as soon as he got home, she's sitting there blowing up his phone, texting him, saying everything that she probably wanted to say on the date, but was scared of looking stupid. So she just, she needed to think about it first. And I thought, oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> if like these poor kids are going to be so socially awkward because they're so used to being able to, to think about everything before they actually say it. They're like too scared to actually look you in the eye and talk to you. They want to sit behind their screen and think about it first. And I've trained a couple of teenagers who are like, oh, we don't date anymore. We just hook up. And I'm like, what do you mean? You don't like, no, I've never gone on a date, but they've all had sex. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, we're all on dating apps and stuff. And I'm like, you're 16. Like, what are you talking about? And it's just this whole new generation. It kind of scares me. It really doesn't scare me. As it should. And and again, I don't I'm not clairvoyant. I'm not like, you know, some like soothsayer type person. I think I'm observant. And so I say stuff sometimes and in a moment I get ridiculed. I'm cool with it. Like I I say a lot of ridiculous stuff in a moment, like, man, Chris, shut up. All right, fine. Whatever. And then five years later, like, hey, you was right. I'm over here like <laughs> But when I because I remember my friends were asking me this about ten years ago and I was like if you, if all you do is talk through text, you lose tone, you lose like interpersonal skills. Like even the idea of having game and I'm using game loosely cause this is 2020. I don't even know if I can get canceled for that. But <laughs> <laughs> the idea of being able to be charming in a moment, be able to vibe with someone, make them laugh if they don't initially like, like you, what have you, there's an art form to that. It took long time of failure to develop like the calluses and develop like the skill set to be able to talk to somebody at a bar, at a club, at a wedding or what have you, and feel confident that I can get the conversation off. But if all you do is talk via the web, DMs, what have you, you don't develop that essential skill, but that skill is necessary for a real relationship. It's not, I don't care how cool you are on the emoji side where you send 11 <laughs> emojis to say a sentence like, can you talk to me in real life? Can you right. look me in the eye and connect to what I'm saying? Can you make me feel right. something? that the emoji, there may not be an emoji for how I feel. <laughs> like, I don't need to be like, let me, hold, give me a second, let me try to find an emoji for you. Like that's, that's tragic. And the problem is that some of the parents are a little bit younger than we are. And they grew up in that age and their mm -hmm. kids are being fed that too. And so mm -hmm. they can't go to their parents with advice on that because their parents don't have the skill set either. Cause right. they've been like, you know, inundated with this whole age of stuff. So. You get the, yeah. the word awkward is overused now. Everything is awkward. Dude, it was so awkward. She was so awkward. I'm the awkward kind of kid. People say awkward to just mean not confident. That's right. what, I'm just not confident. I'm so awkward. I can't get a girlfriend. No, leave me alone, bro. Like, hacky sack guy. It's not, everything's not awkward. Well, I think uh, another part of that, like not having confidence, is because social media makes it look like everyone has these great lives that they really don't. And, but, but kids don't know that teenagers don't know that they look at 
all the things that people put out there to make themselves look like they have the best life and they go, I don't have that. And no one's going to lie or I don't look like that, but everything's filtered. Everything is fake. And then they look themselves like, I don't have, I don't look like that. I don't have that. And I have so many teenagers that I've trained that are like, well, I want a Kardashian butt, but I want a tiny waist and I want this and that. And and I'm like, that's fake. It's not real. Like you, and they don't get it. They, and they want it so bad. And I'm like, I, and they think that that is going to give them the confidence that they need. And it's like, it kills me because then there's no talking them into Like, they just think that I'm old. I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, TikTok, so you're kind of old. I'm like, but I'm on TikTok now. You see my account? I'm like, you guys, basically, with a 401k. We're the same person. But it's so sad because I, yeah, I think social media has ruined our our next generation when it comes to just like having social skills with having confidence it really uh has done some damage i see i i i love social media but i also kind of hate it too for other reasons it's um it's definitely got its like positives and negatives to it for sure um but yeah it'll be interesting this new this new generation um and then the way that we're going you know with with the coronavirus and all that stuff like i feel like our whole world is about to change and I don't know how that's gonna go. <laughs> it's a little scary. I think I think things have been changing for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think people kind of like like if you're an alcoholic, you're an alcoholic long before you admit that you are. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like there's a certain point where you're like, all right, I gotta drink a problem. And then you go get help. But there's a long time of you like having a six pack with you in a car. Yeah. And you drive from the office to the house and there's no beer when you get to the house. That's right. That's a problem. Like you drink six yeah. beers on like a three mile drive. Like, <laughs> it's like, like you have a problem, sir or ma'am. But this has been happening for a long time. This whole age of once social media became like proliferated and people blame the Kardashians because they're maybe the most famous version of it. But even they got it from somebody else. Like they weren't the first ones to think, hey, what if I just throw a fake butt on? We'll see what happens. Like they right. saw. Paris Hilton get on for a sex tape and then Paris Hilton saw whatever. Like there was there's a, a whole group of people. They did it the best because it's like 19 people in that family. And we hadn't mm-hmm. seen like Armenians on like a high scale before. So it's like, oh, this is interesting to look at. But I never believed social media to be what the appearances are of it are. And so the reason people see social media and they start feeling down about themselves is because they don't have a view of self in the first place. Mm-hmm. And they view social media as real life because their whole life is social because right. they haven't had real life interactions because they are video game people. They're online dating. They're TikTok and pre-TikTok. So Snapchatting, maybe, maybe even Vine. They're doing all this stuff that preceded all this. Even MySpace, if you want to go far enough back, that's the life yeah. they're living. All their friends are through the social web and all that. And so yeah. they see the people with the most followers are the people with the the cat eye thing, the people with the fake butts, the, and now the editing game is getting crazy. Like plastic surgery was the game for like the last few years. Now people are like, I'm not even doing plastic surgery anymore. I'm just getting real good at Photoshop and I'm going to make myself look like what the people who actually got the surgery look like. So you have people whose hips look like bell curves and like, <laughs> like the arm is literally you just cut three inches off the tricep and then like, and people are like, oh my God, look at that amazing picture. But the picture may just be you standing in a dress with right. all these mathematical like 
anomalies <laughs> going on with your body. And people see that and say, oh man, I want that. But really it's just like, yeah. I'll, pay for, I'll pay for plastic surgery. If you want the money, get good at the edit game. Mm -hmm. And then people aspire for something that isn't real because they yeah. know who they are or what they want for real. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. It can be. Yeah. It's, enter it's entertaining on like a low level, but it's really deeply troubling on a deeper level. Because yeah. if you have like, like I have a niece who's four. And so I'm thinking of where she's going to be at 14. It's a decade from now. Who knows where society will be? Like, I like to believe she's going to, she's a, she's a strong four-year-old. Like she's very opinionated. She, mm -hmm. she has two brothers and she does what she wants. Like she takes over the house. Like, this is my toy. She's very assertive. <laughs> I think she's going to be a boss. She, I'm, I'm a fan of her person. Obviously yeah. very biased. I'm a, fan of, I'm, a, I'm a fan of her person. So I believe if she stays in trajectory, she'll be a strong person like i don't see her being like willowy but who knows when she gets a cell phone a couple friends right who knows what the dating sphere will be like for 13 14 year olds then like people are developing mm -hmm. faster because of hormonal food so these 13 year olds right. are walking around looking like models i don't know where she'll be in a decade but i think about that all the time because i see her now and she's small and cute and i'm like 10 years from now yeah <laughs> what's what do you want to what do you want to be like do you want to be I don't know who the youngest Kardashian is, but, or Jenner, whatever, but they'll be like in her early thirties, probably at the time that she's a teenager. So that'll be her version of Kim Kardashian, whoever the youngest one is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And do you want to be what they are? Or will there be a new crop of family or people that comes along who goes back to the super skinny girl age that was popping like in the nineties where it was like having nobody at all was amazing. Then all of a sudden like being super thick is great. Now we're in that fit, thick phase where I still want to look like a woman, but have some curves. At some point, it'll go back to the skinniest phase. Like this, all cycles. yeah, it just so yeah, it always cycles. So maybe yeah. like like anorexia will be the biggest issue 10, 15 years from now, where girls are like, I don't want a big butt again. I don't know. I hope not. But there, I mean, unfortunately, that's always been a thing, and it always will be. There's always going to be a trend, and whatever that trend is, everyone's going to want to be it you know I worry about that with my niece as well and like like your niece she's very strong has her opinions does not do what she doesn't want to do uh <laughs> owns everything <laughs> everything is hers and uh Mine. she always she says <laughs> I want to be you ask where she wants to be at two years old what do you want to be when you grow up a doctor she, you know, I want to be a doctor and she goes around trying to fix everybody mm. she has her little doctor tools which tries to like fix you up and uh, I'm like, all right, That's you know, cute. I don't, and I think like the big thing is, is just your family and how you're raised because even though, you know, she's being raised in a very, you know, tech savvy world, they limit her to how much TV she can watch, um, when she can have her iPad, you know, and I know they won't let her get a cell phone probably until she has to drive, you know, That's but, safe. um, yeah. So, uh, I, I think it just depends also on the family that you, you know, are born into, because unfortunately, I know that there are a lot of parents that, you know, it's just easier. And I mean, like, I get it, but it's, it's kind of sad. I, I, they're like, you know, it's, it's easier to just throw them an iPad and have mm -hmm. them shut up so that I can carry on with my life, you yeah. know, which is selfish. But, but I also get like, even just being around my niece for the weekend, she's a lot. <laughs> and so for somebody who's especially right now trying to work from home 
and you've got a kid running around like crazy and you have to get your job done and you know it's easy to just throw them in front of the tv or you know but what kind of kid are you raising at that point um and what's you know you know yeah social media is raising your kid yeah yeah so you really have to be careful with uh because it does i i see how parents could get um caught up in okay it's no harm i'm just gonna do this today because i need to get this done and then the next day something else happens and the next day something else happens and it's like it's the same thing when people say i'll just get my workout today Mm. and then they skip it tomorrow and then before you know it, you don't see them in the gym for six months and then they've lost all the work they've done and then you see them a year later and they're like i don't know what happened i just like took a few days off and that led to months and then a, you know a year and now i've gained all this weight and i need to get it off and they've got all this work they want to do it's easy to get caught up in it but with kids it's so important that you don't get caught up in just like throwing uh, an ipad at them and, right. and having their ipad you know raise your kids so i think that's a a huge thing which luckily like my sister and my brother-in-law are really good at and being aware of like how much time they give her and so i i'm not really too worried about her but but it yeah i think it just completely depends on uh on the family i think that's that's the really the strongest point is how you're like what's feeding you like if mm-hmm. you're it's your family unit feeding you then if you have both parents that's awesome assuming that you have a good relationship both parents in a bad relationship not good but both parents, the good relationship, awesome, because they're feeding into you both sides of it. They're there for you to help cultivate and grow you. A lot of the issue is that in this kind of hookup type culture we're in, and I'm guilty of it. I'm not like, like I don't, I'm not blaming anybody. But the results of that is there are a lot of single parents who are still very self-driven while still having a kid. Mm-hmm. So you're moving yourself. You're there's. This is one of my pet peeves, and this is gonna bother some people. Whatever. I don't like when there's like, let's say a parent with their kid and the thing is about their kid, like their kid's first birthday or second birthday. But the Mm -hmm. post is obviously about the parent where like you barely see the kid in the back. And it's just like, if it's a mom, like she's looking as glammed out as possible. You see a two year old in the back, like, (laughs) what about me? Where, where, where's my shirt? Like, it's like, (laughs) it's your birthday. Leave me alone. (laughs) And it's like that thing where it's like, there's so many parents who are so consumed with the camera. That mm-hmm. they're still trying to pursue their own passions and their own individuality. Right. Their kids are being raised by the internet, or their kids are watching that behavior, and they're just mm-hmm. mimicking that behavior. So you have right. like two-year-olds who are like doing selfie poses. Mm-hmm. They don't even know like how to say more than ten words, but they know yeah. how to pose for the camera. And that's yeah. I don't know. But if you have good people pouring into you, it can be religious stuff. It can be parental stuff. It can be restrictions on bad stuff, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you keep it managed, but it's less and less managing going on now and more just getting by for people. And I think as a result, that's why kids are starting to fall by the wayside. And yep. I know it's a gloomy, that sounds gloomy. It's also amazing. Social media is great, whatever. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> No, I mean, it does. Right. I mean, social media is great in a lot of ways to connect people and to give us job opportunities and, um, you know, just connect. And there's a lot of opportunities that I would have never had uh, and met great friends if it weren't for social media. 
Right. But yeah, but then it does, you know, like anything else, like it, it also has its negative side, but unfortunately the negative side is pretty big. Um, so yeah, I think it just, like I said, it all depends on the family that you're around, the friends that you're around, um, as a young, a younger person, you know, uh, so yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I've seen them. Um, I've even had a, a friend this a while back, a client tell me that her little son who was, I don't I want to say like five or something mm. said like, I just don't want my mommy to be on the phone so much. And Ooh. I'm like, Oh man. Wow. Like, and so, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some like some downsides to it for sure. That's, that's, that's something you say, like, on a talk show, and the crowd says, oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the mom is just like, as a result, I'm off the grid. I threw my phone away, and I'm a full-time mom. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you be it, mom. That's what's yeah. true. But our world has definitely, yeah. It's a, our world's definitely been changing. You're right. It's been changing for a long time, but I mm-hmm. think that right now is when like you were saying, like with the alcoholic has been an alcoholic for a really long time before they finally admit it and like go to rehab. I feel like we've finally admitted like, all right, we're fucked up. And now what? Like now we're about to go into rehab. Like that's where the world is right now. <laughs> Listen, the, the idea that Joe Exotic was the number one trending thing on Netflix for like two to three weeks shows you where we are as a country. Like it is... It's an amazing thing. And people were just like, have you seen it? Like, I had to watch it just to know what was going on. I was like, I can't believe this is the number one thing. Netflix has, what, a thousand different options to watch? Tons of options in every language and like every uh, genre, whatever you want to think of. And this dude with tigers, like corruption, racism, gay dudes, meth to a high degree. That's yeah, what was. That's what people sure. wanted to see. People were so yeah. enraptured by this that it was like, everyone who was on that show that's not Joe Exotic has been doing interviews and yeah, like pubbing themselves and they're making money post this awful documentary. And it's amazing to me that that's where we went. Right. This, that's where we went immediately. Yeah, I know. And I I watched it as well just because I was tired of hearing about it and not seeing it. I'm like, why is this such a big thing? And the entire time I was watching it, I'm like, I can't believe I'm still watching it. It's so dumb, but you yeah. like couldn't help but continue. And uh, when I finished it, I'm like, why did I finish it? Like, yeah. what just happened for the last few hours? Like, I don't understand. It's like I feel, I feel like I was on meth. I'm like, did I get drugged? Did, did Joe get me? It's like, I do like tigers. Like, maybe he pulled me into the abyss with him and his boys, but. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up, Morgan. Um, do you right. have anything that you want to leave the people with? Like, um, also, how can people find you social media wise? Yeah. You do workout mm-hmm. videos, and if someone wants to keep their sexy on, um, yeah, that is they... a positive of social media. Is you there can you work out, you can yep. work out at home. Um, yeah. So on Instagram, I'm at Morgan M Mitchell, um, and I do try to post. You know, pretty much every day or every other day, I've been trying to post home workouts so that everybody can, you know, still keep up with their goals and stay healthy. Um, you know, another thing is like with all of this and staying at home, your immune system gets suppressed. So working out is definitely a good way of trying to keep your immune system up. Um, and then also on TikTok, if you are a TikTok <laughs> fan, unlike you're Chris. you're 12 and a half years old. <laughs> yes. If you're 12, you could find me at Momo Mitchell Zero. 
Mama. Um, <laughs> that's because my niece calls me mama. <laughs> my niece calls me mama because she can't say Morgan. That's cute. That's where I got that. I like mama. I'm sure that is a hit with the fifth graders. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yo, so man, you seen this girl mama, son? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm. I've got some views. One of my views is that almost two million. That's, that's unreasonable. Kids. That's that's pretty impressive. Also, I wonder how many of those kids are just now getting their braces off. <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's like I like more more. <laughs> I'm a just hating because you, Chris. A view is a view. Listen, I'm hating because I don't know anything about that stuff, and I'm old, and so Momo's got two million views. I think my hold comedy slash podcast <laughs> career may have 1100 so, <laughs> so i really can't say much this is all i hate but okay, we, make a, we make a tiktok together and i'll bring you up a little bit <laughs> i don't even have a tiktok to be brought up to it would just all go to you you get all the credit <laughs> hey who's that black guy in momo's tiktok <laughs> we'll give you a shout out <laughs> hey, hey go follow this guy on twitter or or LinkedIn or some the 12 other. Twelve-year-olds will be like, "What's Twitter? What's LinkedIn?" It's not for them. <laughs> but thank you for tuning in. <laughs> thank you for thank being you. with us. Of um, course, thank you for having me. Of course, I'm gonna end this and I'll wrap it up with you for a quick second. But thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, as always, follow, listen, share at the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. It's on Spotify and the podcast app. Tell your friends we're dropping gems, hot takes on this spot. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.